Hi, welcome to the Positive Health Vibes podcast, a series of fun, upbeat health, nutrition, and fitness chats. I'm your host, Shantae Allen, a certified fitness nutrition specialist and Pilates instructor, and today's topic is water's hydration power. Water. We drink it, we eat it. It's true. Have you ever eaten a fruit or vegetable before? You kinda ate some water. But I'll get to the edibles later. First, the role of water. The role of water in our bodies is to maintain the health of the organs and tissues, deliver oxygen and help transport nutrients throughout the body, regulate blood pressure, the body's temperature, and the rate in which the heart is beating, flush the kidneys and bladder, maintain healthy brain function, circulation, immune system function, digestion, elimination of toxins, absorption of nutrients, regulate the hormones and sleep patterns, manage stress within the body, hydrate the eyes, skin, and lubricate the joints and the intervertebral disc of the spine, which can help prevent joint and back pain. (laughs) Wow, how much water do you need to drink to achieve all those roles in a given day? It depends. Most people aim for eight eight ounce cups or 64 ounces of water a day. And that's a pretty reasonable rule that more than likely comes from a few theories. For example, that one report in 1945 that stated an average person needs to consume one milliliter of water per calorie of food they consume, which is based on a 2000 calorie diet. So that added up to 2000 milliliters or simply eight eight ounce cups or 64 ounces of water a day. Then later, In 1974, the 8x8 rule was considered to have come from nutritionist Dr. Frederick Stair, an emeritus professor of nutrition and founding chairman of nutrition at the Harvard School of Public Health. Not only did Dr. Stair co-author a book that recommended drinking six to eight glasses of water a day, it also informed the public that fruits, vegetables, and other beverages are high in water, But at that time, other researchers and health organizations left those facts out. But in fact, there are fruits and vegetables high in water. Fruits typically can't compete with the amount in vegetables in this department, but grapefruit, watermelon, strawberries, cantaloupe, honeydew melon, lemons, peaches, Asian pears, blackberries, papayas, nectarines, prickly pears, pineapples, plums, and oranges contain between 91.6 to 86.8% water. And vegetables like cucumbers, lettuce, celery, bok choy, radishes, watercress, zucchini and squash, tomatoes, bell peppers, asparagus, portobello mushrooms, Swiss chard, cabbage, cauliflower and turnips contain more than 90% water. I like a lot of these fruits and vegetables and there are a ton of fun ways you can enjoy eating them from having a fruit salad as a snack to infusing water or kombucha with them, topping some strawberries over your oatmeal or peanut butter toast, or over a cup of yogurt or blending them into a smoothie. If sour citrusy lemons are your thing, you can squeeze fresh lemon juice over meats you are cooking, fresh salads, right into one of your eight ounce glasses of water and into a cup of tea. As for the vegetables, have you ever tried making stuffed cabbage rolls? They can be made with or without meat, and you can stuff them with more vegetables and let them simmer in tomato sauce. 
Raw lettuce wraps are good too, whether you fill them with ground turkey or chicken or make vegetarian vegan ones. Snacking on raw veggies is another idea. When you think about it, how close would you be to fulfilling your body's hydration needs if you ate the recommended servings of fruits and vegetables every day? Nowadays, the USDA recommends men eat two cups of fruit and two and a half to three cups of vegetables per day, and women should eat one and a half to two cups of fruit and two to two and a half cups of vegetables per day. So if you're both drinking and eating your water, you can maintain your body's proper hydration needs. Tea and coffee count as drinking your water too. There are so many varieties of caffeine-free tea infused with fruit and herbs that offer nutritional and healing benefits. And even though there's been a lot of controversy about caffeine, especially the caffeine in coffee, coffee still counts as a hydrating beverage because while caffeine is a natural diuretic, studies show that you'd need to drink five or more cups of coffee a day to have a significant diuretic effect. And in case you didn't know, diuretics are substances that encourage frequent urination, which, if not careful, may cause dehydration. Now, what happens when the body's dehydrated? Eventually, your brain tells you that you're thirsty, and your cells send a signal to your hypothalamus, which then releases a hormone called vasopressin. And this vasopressin hormone tells the kidneys to remove less water from the blood. That's not good since kidneys are the main filter for your blood. Adequate water intake helps to flush the kidneys, which removes toxins from your body's bloodstream and helps reduce the risk of forming things like kidney stones. Dehydration forces your kidneys to work harder, and Dr. Zach Bush, a physician who specializes in internal medicine, endocrinology, and hospice care, says, amazingly, your kidneys are capable of moving as much as 55 gallons of fluid a day. Fatigue, constipation, an irritable mood, dizziness and confusion, dry skin, inflammation and illness in the body are other effects of dehydration. According to the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, young children and older adults have lower water levels and are more at risk for dehydration. In matters concerning weight management, a study led by Dr. Tammy Chang, a family medicine physician at the University of Michigan, found that thirst is often confused with hunger and that drinking more water may help with weight loss efforts. Want to reduce achy joints and back pain? Dr. Ann Coffey, a chiropractor with Lustig Healing Arts in Lodi, New Jersey, says, our intervertebral or spinal discs are vulnerable to the loss of hydration and can begin to lose height. As spinal discs begin to shrink, you become more susceptible to painful disc conditions. Herniated discs, also known as slipped or ruptured discs, occur when the loss of fluid causes the disc to become brittle and eventually slip out of place. And she also says that staying hydrated is important to maintaining soft tissue elasticity and fluidity in joints. By the way, if you do have achy joints or arthritis, be careful about eating foods that are pretty acidic, like tomatoes. People who suffer from a specific type of arthritis called gout discovered that tomatoes trigger their joint pain. A research study surveyed 2,051 people with gout and 20% of the 2,051, which is about 410 people, reported tomatoes as a trigger. Data was then analyzed from 12,720 people who didn't have gout 
and found that an increased level of uric acid was found in their blood and high uric acid is the major underlying cause of gout. But it's important to note that many other diet factors may affect the condition and health professionals recommend reducing the consumption of tomatoes more than avoiding them altogether. So talk to your health professional if this is a specific concern for you. More importantly, staying hydrated helps your kidneys flush excess uric acid from the body. Are you convinced about water and the power of hydration yet? If you're unsure about whether or not you're adequately hydrated, there are certain tests available. For example, I have this high-tech machine that I use for my client's body composition analysis that not only measures weight, lean mass, skeletal mass, BMI, BMR, and percent body fat, but it also measures both extra and intracellular water. I'm able to calculate the percentage of water a male or female client is, and then let them know whether or not they're within a healthy range. While 60% is the average amount of water in a person's body, it can range anywhere from 45 to 75% with a goal of at least 50 to 60% for active women and men respectively. And that percentage will differ if you're over the age of 50, you know, it depends on factors, but I've worked with clients in the past who were less than 40% water, so their nutrition plan was geared toward improving hydration. But age, gender, and activity level are all contributing factors. For instance, a man's percentage of water is usually higher than a woman's because females have a higher percentage of body fat and there's more water and lean muscle than fatty tissue. But anyway, if you wanna figure out your body's percentage of water, and you won't have access to my high-tech machine that generates a body composition analysis in 15 seconds, you can calculate it the long way using the Watson formula. The metric system used in the Watson formula may or may not be what you're used to, as it involves height in centimeters and weight in kilograms, but once you plug in all your information, assuming one liter equals one kilogram, and then divide your total body weight in liters by overall weight, you get your percentage of body water. If that's a lot to wrap around your brain, which is 80 to 85% water, start by simply drinking enough water that comes from a pure filtered source each day by trying a 30-day water challenge. I try this myself and promoted my 30-day water challenge with my Oceanside Nutrition and Pilates clients, and this is what you do. You avoid drinking soda and adding any sugar to your coffee or tea, and challenge yourself to drink an eight ounce cup of water after waking up for the day, 30 minutes before breakfast, an hour after breakfast, 30 minutes before lunch, an hour after lunch, 30 minutes before exercise, 30 minutes before dinner, and an hour after dinner. Of course, modify based on your schedule as needed, but just the act of drinking water around those times throughout the day in addition to eating the recommended servings of fruits and vegetables, will help increase your water intake so that your body will feel water's hydration power. To learn more about fruits and vegetables high in water and different ways to eat them, links to health studies mentioned in this podcast, or to schedule a complimentary nutrition consultation and body composition analysis with me, send an email to Shantae, that's C-H-A-N-T-A-Y, at oceanside-nutritionpilates.com. 
Thanks for listening to the Positive Health Vibes podcast. Tune in weekly and be inspired to enjoy a healthier lifestyle. Thank you.